Vigor Steve here. So over the last couple of weeks, a lot of experienced coaches, some of the gurus in the bodybuilding space have asked me, Steve, how do you stop coaching? Because I'm one of the few bodybuilding coaches that is now actually retired, so thanks to this YouTube channel and the success of this YouTube channel, I no longer coach one-on-one. -on -one. I still have a couple different options available for personalized services, right? Consultations, personalized advice by email, and a 10-hour mentorship package, which comes to as close as coaching as I would do in the past. But actual fitness or bodybuilding or lifestyle coaching, I no longer offered. And after I started announcing that here on this YouTube channel, a lot of experienced gurus and bodybuilding coaches who've been doing the active coaching for years the decades have asked me, Steve, how do I stop coaching? Please tell me because it's getting very tedious and I'm tired of this repetitive nature that the bodybuilding coaching entails. So I'm going to break it down for you guys, just like I broke it down for the guys that asked me in person, but we're not going to name any names, obviously, because I'm sure many of these coaches do not want to be known publicly that they're actively trying to reduce and kind of resolve their coaching clientele. All right, so uh, some of these guys have like 50 clients, 100 clients, 300 clients even. So if you see some coaches retire over the next couple of months to years, it's probably my fault. But again, they asked me for advice and knowing how much of a demanding job it is to actively coach fitness and bodybuilding enthusiasts, um, I have some first-hand experience on how to kind of close that chapter of your life. Now, we all know that coaching is highly demanding, right? You need to be on standby 24-7. Time zones are irrelevant when you're sleeping, when a client is doing a bodybuilding show, guess what? You're going to need to stay awake. And after the years, especially you get older and if you have kids or another demanding venture that you're trying to, um, you know, invest your time in, it's going to demand a toll on your overall productivity and your sleep quality and maybe even the relation that you have with your wife and your kids. So it's a very demanding job and I completely understand why people want to stop that. So the first thing you need to do as a coach is to identify your high value customers, right? And you can do this in a multitude of different steps. Um, you can kind of guesstimate on uh, what their financial status is uh, by raising the rates over time, right? As you get more demand, as you get more popular, as you get more uh, coaching client uh, demands and inquiries, the rates need to go up. This is just a normal logical step of any entrepreneur when you're full with work, you need to raise the rates to kind of identify the high value customers, the guys that are willing to stay with you through multiple uh, price increments, and also the guys who um, are more financially secure to actually take the advice that you're giving them, right? So when you're just getting started as a bodybuilding coach, you're maybe to give a little bit of training advice, a little bit of supplement advice, a little bit of performance enhancing drug advice. Some of the coaches don't even do that, right? they just change the nutrition, the training and the supplementation. But if you offer the full package, the full Monty, then over time, you realize that some of these clients can't really afford the blood work or the organ imaging or the high uh, quality performance enhancing drugs that are pharmaceutical grade, right? Because you get ultimately what you pay for. So you need to identify those high value customers that will stay with you as you're trying to unwind your coaching career. One of the ways to do that is by increasing your rates. One of them uh, is by uh, increasing the demand for blood work and organ imaging that will kind of filter out the coaching clients anyway. That's what I did over the last couple of years. My rates just went up and up and up. At one point, I stopped bodybuilding coaching and started offering mentorship programs at $3,000 a month, which included basically the full Monty of advice, but also a very long prerequisite list 
of organ imaging and the blood work and just making sure that these guys are, are really on top of their nutrition with the, you know the best food quality they can afford and the best performance enhancing drugs they can afford as well which is always pharmaceutical grade and you will notice that as the prices are going up that only really only the high level high value entrepreneurs will stick with you because these guys make six figures seven figures eight figures a month and spending $1,000 or even $3,000 on a coaching or mentorship program is peanuts for them. Plus, they value your time. They value your expertise. They're probably very knowledgeable about a certain topic themselves as well. They're also highly busy. So they're not going to bug you with all these arbitrary questions that most of the fitness and bodybuilders uh, will do. Um, so you save up a lot of time. For the amount of time that you spent, you now make more money. And the guys that are still with you through these price increments, they're so busy, but they also value your time and your expertise and the advice that you give them um, probably a little bit higher than the general fitness enthusiast or the bodybuilding competitor who is always um, a little bit, you know, up and down, left and right. They get advice uh, from all over the place. And sometimes even they start to question your judgment because they heard something through the grapevine, which is probably not in line with what you're trying to recommend, even though you're trying to keep them as healthy as possible, right? So again, prices go up and the high-level entrepreneurs will stick with you and the bodybuilders and the fitness enthusiasts and the lifestyle clients will slowly start to fall off. And it's these guys that take most of your time. I'm talking from experience here. I did bodybuilding coaching, fitness coaching for let's say 12 years, it's really the competitive athletes and the general fitness enthusiasts that take the large majority of the time. It's not the high-level entrepreneurs. They're too busy. If you tell them to do something, 99% of these guys will listen to you blindly because they understand that you're an expert in this field and you're charging them like an expert should, right? So if you're charging an arm and a leg for coaching services as you're phasing this out of your life, you better well fucking deliver, <laughs> dude. So if you have five years experience as a coach, I'm sorry to say it, but it's not going to be enough for you to charge $1,000, $2,000 or $3,000 on a mentorship program or very exclusive hands-on-hounds coaching for entrepreneurs. So this is step one, right? Start raising the rates and see who remains behind. Second thing you need to do is let go of all of the competitive bodybuilders. They take way too much time and their liability and... As soon as they don't place first, it's your fault, right? Unfortunately, that's in the eyes of the public and in many cases in the eyes of the competitive athlete. I've coached so many competitive bodybuilders that when they place first, happy as go lucky as a daisy and it's all because of you, right? As soon as they place second, it's all your fault as well. Um, neglecting the fact that uh, they f***ed up somewhere along the way with the diuretics because they were insecure or they got stressed for whatever reason or something else in their life happened right and trust me when you're in their second place or lower it's all, it's usually the fault of the coach right even though you try to do everything you could to dial these athletes in the best uh, way with the knowledge you have at the time so it, it's a little bit of a, a tricky situation now of course not saying that all of the competitive athletes are completely miserable after they uh, lose shows because some of them really understand they're mature enough to understand that they just need to make more progress or they up somewhere along the way and they got watery or they got flat or they stressed out or their tan was off or their posing was off right um everything has to go right for you to place first or sometimes you have to get lucky and nobody shows up or um somehow the judges like you a little bit more than the guy that might actually 
be better. I mean, we still have politics when it comes to competitive bodybuilding. So my advice would be to all of the coaches out there that do that coach competitive athletes, if you want to face this out of your life, let go of the competitive athletes first because they take the most time. They're the biggest liability. The competitive athletes, you need to let go either by stopping to coaching them after the competitive season is finished. Don't be an asshole, right? We're phasing this out slowly over time. You don't have to drop them cold turkey from one day to the next while they're still in contest prep. I mean, that's a bit of a dick move. I announced to most of my competitive clients before their next competitive career even started that I was going to phase out bodybuilding coaching or competitive uh, coaching competitive athletes. So that might be six months to one year, right? If you've been coaching these guys through uh, the regionals or the nationals and then the pro cards or the world championships level, and you're the only guy that they really trust in, then give them some time to try out a couple other coaches or really do some research to see which of the other coaches is on your level of expertise. Right? And it might mean that there's not so many other coaches they can choose from because uh, how many actual real good coaches do we have out there nowadays that are really in tune with the biology and the pharmacology and the health and the supplementation and everything else that bodybuilding coaching should entail, right? There's a lot of good coaches out there, but not so many elite level good coaches. I'll tell you that. So give these guys some time and just announce it well ahead of time that you're going to phase out the competitive side of your coaching services. And that allows them to, um, you know, have a final run with you through a competitive season, whether that's three months, four months, six months, maybe even one year, right? You can't drop them cold turkey because these guys uh, are basically special needs clients. <laughs> Let's be honest. They need to be managed 24-7 and they need to have somebody there with them so they can go through the decision-making process of getting them as shredded as possible while staying as healthy as possible um, during the competitive career. So give them a heads up. Um, I think it's okay to raise the prices for the next six months to one year that you're still coaching these athletes because it's very obvious that you're trying to face this uh, coaching service out of your life. And um, you need to filter a little bit which of these athletes are willing to stay under your guidance after the prices have gone up. So let's say you're charging $350 per month, go to $500, right? And only the competitive athletes that you really enjoy that you offer this. And I'm still going to coach you. The price will increase, unfortunately. And all the guys that you don't really like working with you just say, sorry, this is the last season that I'm going to be your coach. Here's a list of alternatives. This gives you four, six months, 12 months time window to kind of slow off, uh, slowly phase out the competitive athletes. And then when it comes to the general fitness and lifestyle clients that you have, just keep the ones that you like working with, right? I mean, let's be honest you are not enjoying to work with all of the clients that you have. I enjoyed working with about 10 out of 50 guys. So I really enjoyed working with some of these guys I still have on. I teach them and guide them as I feel fit because they've turned into friends. They're no longer clients. They've moved from the client zone into the friend zone, right? Aaron Burke as an example, right? I still guide them and help him wherever he steals fit. And we hang out here and there or train together or travel together to Patty and other places all over Thailand. Uh, whenever we see fit, right? So you can move some of these clients from client zone to the friend zone, then you're not going to charge them anymore. And I guess I'm going to assume that all of these former clients are well up to speed with your practices, so you, they don't need so much maintenance anymore. And keep in mind, some of the clients that you meet as your coaching career develops will be very good context for you to um, you know, diversify into something else. Maybe you can start a gym with your client or a supplement 
business with your client or some sort of other business endeavor with one of your clients, which is actually a high level entrepreneur making a good amount of money already. And it's just trying to, um, you look looking to diversify as well. So you have a high level entrepreneur who knows how to work hard and a bodybuilding coach that's looking to retire, trying to diversify into another business venture, uh, but still has a lot of experience when it comes to, um, you know, health, fitness, supplementation, uh, performance enhancing drugs. Etc. Right. So maybe this is a match made in heaven. You already developed this trust that has been put in place through this coach-client relationship, and maybe you can take that to the next level and be a uh, equal partner in some sort of new business venture. Right? I'll entirely leave that up to you. You'll have to decide that for yourself. So, phasing off this client is uh, this clientele is going to be nice, slow, and steady, raising the rates, letting go of the competitive athletes and really focusing on the high value entrepreneurs that hopefully you were able to identify and collect over the last couple of years that you were coaching. Then obviously you're not taking on any new clients, right? So if people come to you and they say, I want uh, you know, uh, coaching for a year and I'm willing to spend X amount of money, you're trying to phase this out. So you have to be firm in your judgment and say, no, no. I'm not taking on any more clients. This is my answer to all of you guys who are still in my inbox every single day. Steve, I want to hire you as a coach and I'm willing to spend $3,000, even $5,000 a month. I'm not interested. I have plenty of alternative services out there like consultations or personalized advice by email or this 10 hour mentorship slash coaching package that I offer at a fat discount based on a regular consultation rate on my website. But if you want full-time access, please, it's going to cost you. I'm sorry that I have to do this. I'm not saying a hard no, but the rate right now is $100,000 for four months. Otherwise, I'm not interested, right? And as a coach that wants to retire, you have to be very, very firm in mentioning this to um, clients who are still, um, you know, basically prospects who want to sign up for one of the coaching services that you're trying to phase out. Either make the rate so crazy high that nobody's willing to sign up for it. But when there's, you know, this token guy out there that is, uh, you know, a Bitcoin millionaire and doesn't really give a flying f about how much money he or she spends, uh, then at least it's worth your time. Because at $25,000 a month, you can probably cancel all of your other clients. All right? <laughs> all right. So again, make sure you have the experience to back this up because for $25,000 a month, you better well deliver. So nowadays, when anybody inquires about bodybuilding coaching or fitness coaching or general lifestyle coaching, I would always defer to Aaron Burke. Bodybuilding with Aaron, I'll link his contact details down below. I coached him for three years, give or take, through various bodybuilding competitions and of course during the off-season as well. We've been good friends for over five years. He knows basically everything I know when it comes to competitive bodybuilding and bodybuilding in general. And he's also very well first when it comes to clients for general lifestyle or fitness enthusiasts. So if you want um, to have access to all of my practices, I think your best possible option is Aaron Burke. Again, contact details down below. And otherwise, if you want something along similar lines or something unique, obviously, like everybody has their best practices when it comes to bodybuilding or fitness coaching, um, look into Scott McNally or Andrew Barry or Paul Barnett or Ken Skip Hill or Justin Harris, all of these guys, I think, are still taking clients. They're very well-versed, they're very experienced. They've been doing this for a multitude of different years. Some of these guys have been doing it for decades, and Ken Skip Hill is the online OG bodybuilding coach, right? Intense Muscle, he is one of the first who actually started coaching people online. He's been doing it for 
Well, I don't want to date him, but I think he's been doing it for over 900 years, right? So Ken Skip Hill is probably your best bet if you need the most experience out of all of the coaching options that I just listed. Um, but let's rewind it a little bit for the guys who are willing to retire over the next year or so. All right, so long story short, identify your high value customers, slowly start increasing the rates and let go of all of your competitive athletes and all of the clients that you don't really work with. If you do it like this in a step-by-step -step fashion, let's say you were earning $10,000 a month, you should still earn $10,000 per month, but you have less clients and less workloads because the prices increased, all right? So you have to um, do it in this sort of fashion, but at one point, your income from bodybuilding coaching will slowly get less and less and less and less as your clientele gets less and less and less and less, unless you're really um, knowledgeable and you can charge uh, you know, $1,000 or $3,000 for let's say three clients or 10 clients at maximum, right? So less clients, similar income because your rates are going up. And then of course you need to close it off at one point or another, send an end date for yourself after this date or this year, I no longer coach. So for me, that's going to be 2023. When Christmas hits, I will no longer coach. And the reason why I chose Christmas is because most clients don't really follow their um you know their diets or their trading or their health supplementation during christmas and new year anyway so um when christmas uh, is here at the end of this year i will be 100 retired i still got a client a couple clients here and there uh, but i will be 100 retired from full-time coaching but that doesn't mean i won't have those 10-hour consultation packages available anymore i mean a lot of people have prepaid for this 10 hour package so i will continue to do that but the difference between this 10 hour package or consultations or personalized advice by email in general is that with bodybuilding coaching or coaching in general this is a full-time job right you're accessible 24 7 at unless you're sleeping obviously but then when somebody's competing you should still be available if they're competing in a different time zone which sucks I completely understand that people don't want to do that anymore, but that's your responsibility if you took this client's money and they're competing in a different time zone. I always did that and you should do the same unless you're ready to throw in the towel then you let these clients go and you just focus on the clients that are competing within your time zone. So um, I will still have these services that I can bill people by the minute basically. So they pay for a set amount of time, whether that's a consultation or an email or some sort of package. I can actively track the minutes that I'm spending on this client. And when these minutes are spent, then my obligations are fulfilled, which is completely different from uh, online coaching because this is basically nonstop. People get to answer or ask questions as many times as they like. And if that's um, a little bit too cumbersome for you, then just increase the rates. Those uh, ask holes will slowly start to fall off. So these services will still stay in place for me as an individual. This is something you can look into. Um, I got this inspiration from Rick Collins because the way Rick Collins is a criminal defense lawyer, particularly specialized in steroid cases. And he's been helping uh, people in the fitness community, especially in America for the last couple of decades now, trying to um, you know uh, get them out of legal trouble, so to say. And of course, lawyers, they have a retainer. Basically, I have a retainer for a certain amount of minutes, right? So consultations are a certain amount of minutes, whether that's 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes or longer if needed. And it's the same with the personalized advice by email service. You prepay for a certain amount of minutes. And when those once those minutes are spent, the service stops. And if you want the service to continue, you obviously spent 
an additional uh, amount of money on additional minutes. This is so much easier to manage as a retired bodybuilding coach, because the people who understand this, the high level entrepreneurs, they probably also have a lawyer on retainer, right? They spend $10,000, $25,000, $100,000 on this um, a lawyer for them to start working immediately or just build the minutes as they're working through particular cases revolving around the business that they have. So the high level entrepreneurs, they completely understand this. Oh, you have a retainer too? That's fine. Here's 10 hours worth of consultations or one hour worth or 40 minutes worth or 20 minutes worth, right? Most entrepreneurs will understand this, but the bodybuilders generally do not, unfortunately. So if you want to level up in that aspect, you need to let the bodybuilders and the fitness enthusiasts go over time and solely focus on the entrepreneurs. This is what I'm doing and what I would recommend anybody that's trying to phase off their um, coaching career should do as well. But it also means that you need to have a good amount of experience and knowledge under your belt through you know a multitude of years of coaching athletes and clients in general uh, before you can really get to that point yourself. So if you do this slowly over time and you really focus on this new um, income stream that you want to have going forward, I think for about six months to one year, you will kind of break even. So let's say you were making $10,000 at a bodybuilding coach um, up until now, and you're trying to phase out the clients by increasing the rates and focusing on the high value individuals. Um, you will still keep making $10,000. Then in the same time, while you're focusing on your new business venture, this in the beginning will not make any money. Obviously, it could be three months, six months that you're not making any money, but you're just investing the time to get this new uh, business venture off the ground. Then at one point you start to earn more money with this business venture. Then it's kind of up to you to see how much money this new business venture is bringing in and how much additional time it's costing. You get less time that you spent on your bodybuilding coaching or fitness coaching, and you get more time that you're spending on this new business venture. Now, it could be that you're breaking even. Let's say you were spending 60 hours per week on bodybuilding coaching, and now you're spending 40 hours on bodybuilding coaching, but 20 hours on this new business venture, but it's not really making enough money uh, or uh, not growing as fast as you really want it to, bring the bodybuilding coaching down, which means less income while you're growing this new business venture that might not make any money uh, or less money comparatively, right? So that's an, a process that you're kind of have to figure out as you go along. But at one point, there will come a point in time where this new business venture is making $10,000 and the money that you make from bodybuilding coaching is just a bonus on top of that. And at one point you'll come to the conclusion that bodybuilding coaching compared to this new business venture is no longer worth it, which is the point where I'm at. The YouTube channel and the personalized services have completely overtaken the bodybuilding coaching that I used to do in the past. All right. I know we were a little bit all over the place, but I just a summary of the conversations that I've had with a couple other people in the fitness industry that are trying to phase out their bodybuilding coaching after a couple decades in that particular field. Um, those conversations were a lot longer, but I think this is the gist of it. I'm sure you can make some good decisions going forward. Again, it's going to take some time, but if you do it in a step-by-step -step fashion, you're probably not going to lose any money out of it, but the potential to make more money on the other side with a new business venture is going to be substantially higher because you know, there's a cap on how much money you can make with bodybuilding coaching. And even if you charge $500 per client, right? And you have 300 clients, which apparently there's coaches out there who charge that much and have that many clients. Um, 
It's $150,000 a month, which sounds absolutely fantastic, but you have no life. Trust me. Trust me. Even at 50 clients, 75 clients, you have no life. So you're going to have to make a sacrifice here and there somewhere. And with a, a business venture that is more scalable, you can probably do more than $150,000 a month. I've talked to plenty of high-level entrepreneurs that make a multitude of that, but they're not doing anything close to bodybuilding coaching or personalized services for that matter. Okay, I'll leave it here. Food for thought. I hope it was helpful. Again, give it some time, but with due diligence and uh, you know respecting the current clientele that you have, over time, you can slowly phase them out, remain in a good standing and a good relation with your former clients and just divert them in the direction of friends or uh, clients that have been uh, under your guidance for a multitude of different years and know exactly what you know, um, but are still actively coaching. So you just move them so they can have a little bit of return of investment because they probably spent thousands of dollars on your services. So now it's up to you to pay it forward. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see you in the next video.